Hi, hello and welcome to Youth Updates, a regular drop of info to help keep you in the know when it comes to youth culture. Yes, it is indeed time for another Youth Updates. We're so glad that you have decided to join us. You are joined by your uh, two regular hosts, I should probably say. Who are you, other hosts? Uh, I am Hannah. Who are you? My name is Beth, and so you'll hear us throughout this podcast. If you've not joined us before, why not go and check out a whole bunch of our other podcasts as well? Now, normally we will do our word of the month at the end. Don't know why I started backwards, but there we go. And three different topics on youth culture. But today we are focusing on one particular topic broken into three areas. And so today we are looking at the digital world. Yeah, it's a digital world special. So we're going to be kind of (laughs) focusing on stuff like that, starting with, I'll kick up at kick off our first topic shall i which is pal world a now, world of friends yeah oh a world of friendship it kind of is um <laughs> so pal world is a new uh, game that has kind of come out it came out in january this year um so that's 2024 um and it's a, an open world survival game if you're trying to kind of picture it in your head, it's been described a lot as kind of like Pokemon with guns. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Kind of like Pokemon meets Minecraft, Fortnite. If you have no idea what any of those are, um, go and have a little look at kind of Pokemon. Um, but also you can look up Power World as well if you want to kind of mm. see what some of the, the pals look like. Um, so basically you catch pals, which are kind of like creatures, um, and they help you with battling around the world. Mm. They also help you with cooking, crafting, and scavenging. Yes, Beth. Yeah, but have you heard that sometimes the cooking involves their meat? Oh, that's... It's not a friendly that's quite, game. That's quite disturbing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I think thought I'd throw that out there. This is the vibe of the game. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of Pokemon with a disturbing mm, with undertone. A dark twist. Um, but it's... Like we say, it's not even a month old, really, um, or maybe coming up to about that now. Um, But it has 19 million players. And on one of the uh, days where they've kind of been looking at how many people were playing, it reached 2 million people playing on one day. so many people. I know, which is pretty insane. Um, And then more stats for you on Steam, um, which is kind of a a gaming platform, kind of place where you can purchase and and play games. It was the number two selling game. it also has, uh, to kind of give you a bit more information about it, it's not just a single player game. You can also play online multiplayer mode as well with up to 32 players able to share one server. So this is something that young people might be playing mm. with their mates, with their friends as well. Um, I've definitely seen my husband online playing it with his friends as well. <laughs> um, so it, it's for all yeah. ages. I think as well, it's in the early days, isn't it, as well? Yeah. So I think it's probably something that like your early adopters of stuff mm-hmm. will be into. But I think... A bit like things like Minecraft and Fortnite, I imagine what we're going to see is this is just going to boom again over the next couple of months or so. Um, So yeah, I think that'll be interesting as young people explore and share it with their friends. Yeah, definitely. So it could be something to chat to your young people about. A couple of other things. So yeah, like we said, it's been referred to as Pokemon with guns. Uh, And while that's kind of like good marketing, it also comes with downsides. As Pokemon have said, they'll be investigating if there's been any unauthorised use of intellectual property. Um, And also, I read that the kind of creators of Power World have said Mm. they've received some death threats as well. From who? From, uh, I guess, Pokemon 
hardcore Pokemon fans. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, saying that they've ripped off the game. So, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, for anyone who, you know, is a 90s kid or was around in the 90s, they will know that Pokemon was a ripoff of Digimon. Interesting. Yeah, so Pokemon mm. came from something called Digimon, which stood for Digital Monsters. Yeah. So technically Pokemon ripped off something else. Yeah, so, so there I you mean, go. you know, full yeah. circle. But yeah, maybe give it a little a little play if you want to uh, see what it's like, catch some pals for yourself. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that, give it a go, see if your young people are playing it. Have a good time. Very nice. Now our next one. I'm excited about this This one. is kind of slightly counterintuitive when you think of Digital World. Yeah. But we'll explain. Because it's to do with books and oh, reading. This, this topic's so much more down my street. And this is to do with something called book talk. Now, book talk is sort of like a niche um, type of video slash community that's on TikTok, which is why it's called book talk TikTok. You can see the similarities mm-hmm. there. Um, now, the demographic for this is mostly female and it covers teens uh young adults now booktok has 28.6 million videos currently under the hashtag but has like billions and billions of views now the interesting thing about booktok is ha- it's having an actual impact on the mm-hmm. sales of books i yeah. think there was a fear at one point from the book and publishing world that reading was dropping off people's radars um but actually BookTok has been one of the things responsible for keeping books alive. And there's been some real um, direct impacts as well from BookTok to book sales and which ones are selling as well. And there's a lot of power here. And there are book influencers who will sort of, you know, put different books out there and tell people to go and read them. Um, But the MPD group in America, this is the US, but it's still relevant to us, um, said the BookTok helped sell 20 million books. And that was in 2021. Um, Now, these books in particular, the most popular ones out there are fantasy or romance or what's called romanticy, which is like romance and fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it's been proven to have fueled sales of books that came out quite a while ago. So there's one called The Atlas Six, which came out a while ago and it's had a surge. Um, there was The Song of Achilles, which came out in like 2011, but then it had a boom in like 2020, 2021. If you go into Waterstones or other bookshops, you'll actually see in the young adult and teen fiction areas, there are um, stickers or labels or tables, which are sort of, as you've seen on BookTok. Mm. And so they're doing yeah. it into the shops as yeah, well. Yeah, I've noticed that. And I think um, that's a really really clever thing by by bookshops really and it also makes it like I guess a lot more kind of accessible and easily reachable for people like people can walk into a bookstore and not have to be like overwhelmed by the variety of books they can be like oh here's a stand of books where it says seen this on booktop do you know what I mean and then they can go oh yeah I've seen that and it makes it just a bit more of an easy in for people as well which I think Mm. is part of its success yeah, definitely. And there's been some research done on this as well. So there was a poll done of 2,000 um, people where that 59% said that BookTok had helped them discover a passion for reading. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And it also said that um, 55% of respondents said that they actually actively turned to the platform for book recommendations. And one in three used it to discover books they wouldn't otherwise hear about. So this is from people who already read. Um but I think it's really interesting that people are introducing new genres and Aziz for Christ sort of, I can't remember, seven years ago maybe, we did a bunch of research into um, Gen Z and one of the things we were surprised about at the time was how high the percentage was of people that still read and I think it's still very much a hobby that is going strong and I actually think that um, you can trace a lot of stuff back to lockdown as well. I think when people were at home, reading became a hobby that was picked up again and mm. I think 
it I, I think it's quite nice to see that a hobby like reading is fueled by the online world there's a bit of a community and you know even if a young person reads a type of book or reads books full stops and their friends don't actually there's a place online where other people are talking about those books and they can get recommendations yeah. and things there's that that's community, so true. which is really nice yeah that's so true because sometimes maybe you can feel like you're the only i i felt because i was a young person who really liked reading growing up um, and maybe had to be fair in my close friendship group never really chatted about books so actually that would have been really nice to have that Mm. kind of area of community and also I think what's nice about it is if you kind of um start to watch videos or maybe follow someone who um you know you read one of the books they recommended and you really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. you kind of know you've got a similar reading style then of things you enjoy so you can kind of be like oh I'll just carry on reading the things that they recommend because I really enjoyed that do you know what I mean absolutely so yeah, maybe have a little look on uh, Book Talk, see if there's any uh, books that you want to read because they're not just for young adults as well. Like you no. like to read young adult fiction, don't you? And I do, and I, but I do also like a bit of fantasy, and that probably raises another thing as well. That if there are teenagers on Book Talk, there are a few of the really popular books on Book Talk which are slightly spicy, mm. as some might say. Um, I haven't read them, <laughs> and so I couldn't tell you exactly what the content is and how appropriate or inappropriate mm. it is but i think it's probably an interesting one to think about in terms of what young people are reading mm. and fantasy and romance and stuff anyway yeah absolutely so we will move on to our third topic uh in the digital world which is um a piece of research actually um a report so this is a report from the children's commissioner and we'll kind of um attach a link to that in the blog as well which is about young people and children's uh views on gaming Mm. Um, and kind of here's a few of the of the kind of stats that I've that I've kind of cherry picked out, but feel free to go and give this um, a bigger look at. Um, but one of those was that around two thirds of children um, viewed video games as beneficial to children's health and well being. Mm. So not just neutral or not bad. Actually, thought that it was um, that good. that it was beneficial. So that's two in three. Um, also, only forty four percent of children thought virtual reality gaming was good for children's health and well-being so kind of moving that around a little bit to to virtual reality don't know how much you know about that but quite often it involves you know like wearing a headset it's a bit more um kind of immersive um so actually comparably um fewer children thought virtual reality gaming was good for health and well-being than kind of single player and multiplayer regular games so wonder if that's maybe a bit about how immersive Mm. it is um a lot of the not a lot of but some of the virtual reality games that are popular can be kind of like horror scary ones as well that's actually like jump scares and stuff thought about that yeah Um, the types of games that you play yeah and actually like if you think about it you know a first person shooter game where you're holding like a controller in your hand is a lot less immersive than something where like you're a first person shoot a game and you've got like a headset on and you're do you know what I mean like that can be that can be a lot actually um so that can actually go into the the thing of being not good for I think that's interesting because I think now you say that I'm like oh yeah like when you can go to those arenas and like pay Mm. a lot of them are like zombies or horror or whatever but it's because I'm there going like my main experience with VR headset is that my friend had this game that's like um it's called Beat, Beat Saber I think it is and it's like Guitar Hero but with lightsabers so that's my my main experience yeah. of VR. <laughs> Shows what kind of gamer you are. So. Um, yeah, so obviously 
have another further look at that as well there were also some quotes um from young people where they were kind of talking about their aspirations to make gaming a career as well Mm. um so being aware that like there are now careers and aspirations in this online sphere as well um there was a quote from a a young boy age seven who said that in the future he wanted to be a nintendo worker um so nintendo obviously Mm. a big a big company in that area um and yeah, it's opened up a new area for young people to aspire to. Um, the the report also kind of um, brushed on uh, some young people feeling the kind of the disparity a little bit though of um, of whether those opportunities were open to everyone because of like mm. financial reasons and stuff like that. And it goes into like how many young people have their own kind of like console and and stuff like that That's and gaming not cheap, equipment. Is it? No, so expensive. And I think as well, like you, you know, when you see um streams or videos of gamers and it's like whether they've got xbox playstation pc or whatever they have like a lot of them have these very extreme setups like the best set of headsets an amazing mm. tv they might have like three screens yes yeah, strip like, lights yeah. a proper gamer chair and i'm mm-hmm. like that's really expensive, so expensive if you add it all up yeah so expensive honestly so my husband as well is like one of three boys as well and it's like they all wanted like consoles growing up and i just i feel i feel so sorry for his mom because it's like like just you could go on a family holiday for the money that would yeah. cost yeah <laughs> and and the, and the thing is is um i think as well lots of people don't want you know like a communal one in 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 the living room like people want mm. these like in their own like their own console do you know what i mean so well i guess the last thing you want as a young person is to feel like your parents are watching your every move on a game yeah very true like very true mm. um so yeah like i say feel free to check that out a little bit further um but we will move on to we're still going to do our lovely word of the month yes so. we are now if you're new you've got a treat in store if you're not new you know what treat mm. is in store um because we are going to sing the jingle with no rhyme reason or fore planning in three yeah. two one word yours was interesting it was it was was given like little creature sheep vibrato amazing i was going for so today's word is flag is that (laughs) it just flag so it's a it's actually technically a few different words but all based around flag so we're looking at Red flag, green flag, and beige flag. Mm, Different types it. of flags. Now, this gets used a lot um, online. Uh, I've also heard it used in person, but I've seen it a lot online in sort of videos, TikToks, reels, but also comments as well, because you can get the little emojis for these little flags. Yeah, especially the red flag one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a red flag is something or someone, but basically something that someone does that kind of gives off warning signals. Mm -hmm. So it's things like lying, gaslighting, uh, calling people females, like me and my female. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah, not Um, that. And and also, just to side note, a lot of these terms are used in like relation to romantic relationships mm-hmm. um yeah. so for example with red flag someone might use it in a term of going it was a red flag when they said they'd break up with someone if they put weight on mm-hmm. it's basically like a warning sign like oh that doesn't sit yeah. well that's that a, red a red flag or like someone might talk about a past relationship and be like oh i don't know why i didn't end it sooner because there were so many red flags do you know what i mean or like someone might mm. say something like like that kind of yeah or one i saw yesterday was a girl said i knew it was a red flag when i was on a date with someone and they said that they broke up with their ex because she got too confident in herself and she started to realise the worth that she had so he couldn't <gasps> push her around anymore. Oh, that's... Someone said that on a date? On a d- I that's know. Bold. I'm like, um... Mm. 
But I might, yeah, anyway. But that was outrageous. Um, so that's a red flag. Now, a green flag is a positive quality. Yeah, something that signifies that someone is safe, they're a good person, they're a good egg. So, for example, he offered to take her pottery painting. Such a green mm-hmm. flag. Mm-hmm. He handmade her some earrings. Such green flag a behavior. green flag. Yeah, such a green flag. And then, Beth, you also mentioned... Beige flag. beige flag. Now, this is slightly newer. Yeah, Let us know is, what this is all about. This is a bit of a newer one, the beige flag. So this term is kind of being used to describe romantic partners, sort of habits that are, they're not a deal breaker, but they're not exactly a positive. So it's often something neutral or boring or different. So for example, it could be that I might go around saying, my beige flag is that I don't make my bed in the morning. Do you actually not? No, I do. Oh, that was, okay. It was an okay. example. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so it My could, beige flag is that I don't like mixed veg. Oh. is that is that allowed yeah it could yeah, be or it could enough. be like you know say for example there's someone that i'm dating mm. and they love a holiday where you just lie next to a pool all week mm-hmm. and i could be like my beige flag is that that's my worst idea of a holiday mm-hmm. yeah like Definitely. it's not enough to be like mm, you're not a good person to date but it's like mm, my beige flag yeah there's just something i guess it could be a little bit in some ways similar to like an ick as well yeah, but, but not, not quite, quite as, as extreme it's as not an as, ick. It's not like as yeah. off-putting as an yeah. ick. It's like on the scale, it's like between a green flag and an mm. ick and an ick is a beige flag. Yeah. Or like their beige flag is that they insist on wearing odd socks. And if that's yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like it's slightly irritating. Kind of quirky. But, but not enough to be like, yeah. Not enough to be mm. an ick and not enough to be a red flag. Yeah. Lovely. So there you go. So there's your flags, your red flag, green flag, beige flag. Lovely. So yeah, hope you remember those. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast episode and we will see you next month. Uh, keep an eye on socials and wherever you get podcasts from. Maybe Apple subscribe. <laughs> yep, subscribe and then you won't miss any uh, future episodes. But we hope that you have a lovely month, lovely rest of your day whenever you're listening to this as well. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you.